Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today, our guest is Pete Halverson. Pete, say what's up. What's up, hey, everybody? Uh, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having hey, me. Hey, hey. Thanks for joining us. So yeah, thank you, you. You and I just recently met, like two days ago, I think it was right, at uh, one of the Kodak Camera Club meetups. We did. We we were strangers from the internet, and and yeah. as I, we always like to <laughs> come come together uh, uh, in an analog style, meaning we we meet in person, which is uh, always yeah. a fun thing to do. And uh, Kodak Camera Club uh, put that together and asked me to be a part of it. And yeah, Sunday we met. So was that was that your first one? With them? Uh, that was my first meetup with uh, the Kodak Camera Club. Yeah. Uh, and, and as I think Steve said, it's been around for since 1920 or something. So, which, yeah. which I just, yeah, I That's found that crazy. out on Sunday and I was like, wait, hold on a second. What? <laughs> I thought there was like a new, you know, thing for them to try to get people back into film, but it's like been a, been a club, like a literal club for forever, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's re really cool to kind of be part of the storied history of, of, of Kodak and, and that relationship. And then obviously, um, within uh, the resurgence of, of film in the last few years to to be a part of uh, just seeing that enthusiasm in person um, as you saw that day. Yeah. that This is my first Kodak one. I've just started going to the meetups and they're always, like I always get like kind of nervous in the beginning. Like I don't know anybody. I'm like, who am I going to talk to? <laughs> but it's honestly, we all just bond over, you know, either our gear or like what we're shooting. It's just like, so there's so much fun. And, uh, absolutely it's know. it's i mean it's something that's that's kind of i guess kept me um excited about social media because there's so much to kind of be discouraged at mm -hmm. uh, but these meetups are something i've i've been doing them for about five years that i've been holding them um all around the world um i've been lucky enough to, to have a little bit of a following to be able to announce where i am hey i'm in paris hey i'm in san francisco um let, let's go shoot and um you're able to to see these locations through um, other people's eyes, but more importantly, you're able to actually connect with other photographers yeah. um, on, on on a real, you know, away from your phones uh, and away yeah. from your computers. And and then, like you said, then go into this whole other level of what do you shoot on? Oh, what's your background? And and you end up making what always happens. You make all these friends, like mm -hmm. Chris and I. I mean, you make all these yeah. friends from from that that. Uh, putting yourself out there. I think they're they're yeah, like I said, so much fun, and I it won't be the last one I go to for sure. So thank you for hosting <laughs> that one. It was an it was an awesome time. Absolutely. I was just gonna say I'm still bummed out, Chris. We were talking about this right before we started. I'm still bummed out. They had they had a it was the Kodak Kodak same deal in uh, Nashville, and I totally just missed it like i don't know how i didn't see it on social media and then the next day i see all my buddies here from nashville like kodak was in town we did an awesome photo walk <laughs> they gave us all this film and i'm like what what <laughs> i had off like how did i not even know about that i was yeah it's about well i'm, I'm, I'm still but, but sore and, about that and, and therein you know as as i've held these over the years there is the problem with like do you promote it too much you know, mm -hmm. do you promote yeah. it not enough? Is there an algorithm that's, you know, comes out two weeks later that you see that the walks tonight? Awesome. Oh, no, this post was from yeah. two weeks ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> what happened. Yeah. yeah and, and that's, I think, what you run into now with kind of trying to promote these is trying to say, um, you know, find the time and when is it early enough? And then all of a sudden, the people that maybe aren't in the area, they're, they're bored of you talking about this great photo walk yeah. that's going to be happening you that can't you can't go to, to anyway. We had somebody, I think, came from really far. I don't remember where they said they were from. Uh, Sa San Luis Obispo. Yeah, he came from yeah. four and a half hours away, and he went to the passing Man, swap awesome. meet that morning. And then, uh, but but he but his his idea was to come to the the Kodak Camera Club meetup, which is so cool. Incredible. Well, Pete, can you give our listeners kind of a background on yourself and how you got into photography and your career and all that? All that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that all that all that boring stuff. No, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, and I always learn so much, I think, from how you know everyone's everyone's road and journey is different. So um, as I started down my journey, you know, you, you you read about the people that you idolize or the, the people that you that um, that you kind of want to pattern yourself after. 
after and you end up following no path that they followed at all. You, you think you're going to be like, <laughs> right. that's what I'm going to do. And then, and then you don't. So just a quick little background on me. Um, so I, I'm, I'm 40. I've been shooting for uh, professionally for 10 years. I slowly found my way back into still photography. I, I shot uh, just fun stuff growing up and, and just like everybody with disposable cameras. Uh, my mm. dad's Minolta SR7 and kind of just playing, playing around with 35 and, and just doing your thing. And then I went to school and I started studying theater and then I went into uh, film and uh, got my degree in film and television from Cal State Fullerton. And I, when I graduated, I wanted to get involved in the film industry. So I got an internship at Sony Pictures and started to do whatever I could do to be around uh, motion pictures. And sometimes that meant you know, doing short films and, and then I started doing some acting because I had that theater background. And it was a fun time in Hollywood to kind of be doing that stuff because independent films were just starting to take off um, uh, from the short film side. So we were out there, you know, making horrible five minute short films and entering them into any <laughs> festival you could, that would accept you. Uh, and, you know, you start packing your IMDb with really bad short films. Uh, <laughs> all that being said, it, it was an amazing journey for me. And, and it was something that that was um, it, it wasn't until my daughter was born in um, 2008 that I picked up a, a still camera again because I decided to be a stay at home dad. And so at that point, I was staying at home with her and I started shooting photos of, of you know, your your daughter's first few weeks, first few months. And as it went, um, I live in Manhattan Beach, which is a, which is a beautiful, beautiful location. And uh, so I take her for walks and I start shooting more landscapes. And as I did that, I would um, uh, I had friends who, who were editorial and commercial photographers who were going like, Pete, you have an interesting eye. And I'm like, you tell that to everybody. No, no, you really do. Yeah. You know? yeah. so they, they, were kinda, they were pushing me on to, to uh, start striving and pushing it a little bit more into that. Uh, so as I did, I started looking at the stock world and uh, started selling a couple of images here and there on, on stock side, and uh, but also started getting some interest on from the fine art side. Well, long story short, um, what ended up happening was I started to, to shoot for clients. I started shooting a little bit more commercially, uh, but because of the that ten previous years that I'd been in LA, I had made a lot of friends who were PAs or they were assistants here and there. And now all of a sudden they were in agencies and they were creative directors, or they were art directors. And then I started getting work because they, they, they knew me, they trusted me uh, because what I, what they knew me as a person and then they knew that I they could handle myself behind a camera. And then I started getting work commercially. So um, I started shooting for uh, campaigns like Toyota, uh, shot for Sky Vodka, um, Acura. Wow. So I, I've done I've done you know large campaigns um, in the print world, and then the whole digital revolution happened on social, and within that, I found myself again within that same context. Kind of um, the relationships I had then bonded early on were creating a, a larger opportunity for me in in the, the kind of the, the social media world. So I got a big following on Instagram because I understood that. Living in Manhattan Beach, you can take a pretty sunset. Instagram yeah. loves a good sunset. <laughs> uh, and and uh, off went my uh, transition into the uh, travel world. So the last five years, I I spent shooting travel photography. Uh, been to about thirty countries and so jealous wow. for um, uh, you know four seasons SPG. Um, as well as a bunch of travel bureaus and destinations, um, shot assets for them as well as um, um, consulting and social influencer stuff, which we can talk a bit more about. But the uh, the the fun side of that was I then transitioned back towards the film world, and that's where I started just missing that real image to to mm -hmm. take that uh, where I was you know seven frames a second. It's a lot of fun. You're shooting yeah. surfing, but but waiting for that one decisive moment where the light is exactly right, the subject is exactly right, all of a sudden that personal connection, and you hear it so often, and I've heard you guys on, on this as well, you, like, so many people can relate to that. That yeah. one frame it is so much more meaningful than mm -hmm. that, that um, seven frames a second picking the right one. That's me in a nutshell, I guess. So do you, in your career now, do you, do you get a chance to shoot stuff on film, or is that all mostly your personal stuff? So it is, um, it, it's, it's, it's been a fun kind of uh, transition back, like I said, to where um, 
I think it was Visco that first started doing like a, on, a, on a mass scale, some emulations. And, and I was like, ah, oh, Porsche 400. I, I've shot on this before. Uh, it kind of looks like it, but not really, but it's still, like yeah. I said, it doesn't, doesn't feel the same. And, and I feel like I feel goofy putting it up online and mm-hmm. because I know I can shoot that. And, and, uh, but it was also, so I, I was a double-edged sword there. Cause I'm going, it, it's training kids that film can look cool, but it's a shortcut. And yeah. Yeah. so, so I then started, uh, you know, you start going on the films, not dead and believe in film hashtags. And then you start going like, Oh, there's other people out here like me, you know, that are kind of like, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're into that. And it wasn't until I was started getting deeper into Twitter and, uh, people like Johnny patience and, uh, Bijan Sabat, who I started to have this like network of people that were also shooting film. So it, it was, it was instilling kind of that resurgence in me to want to shoot film and share it with them and they were sharing you know and it was uh that's the community side to this i guess i'm saying that's right. what yeah oh man yeah wanted to fire me back up and then i have been able to pitch clients on hey you know i'll, I'll shoot your some of your assets on digital but also it, you know it, there's a there's a sales aspect uh, to this being shot on film for you guys to actually use that as well and say hey th- and, and make sure you that your client knows like this was shot on film um, there's a romantic kind of connection to that still and, and, and coming back. Man, I love to hear that it's like coming back full circle. <laughs> there's nothing better than that. Uh, yeah, we were just talking to our um, our, la- our previous guest, Joe Perry. He is like in the same boat, shoots a lot of commercial work and he kind of goes into it being like, yeah, I'll shoot some, you know, digital, but you know, this is, if you want this, this is what I need. You know, right. like I need to shoot, you know, six rolls of Portra 400 and that's it you know and yeah, i think well, a lot and, of people especially like the brands you know he works a lot with um like urban outfitters and mm-hmm. they're you know they're like kin to that you know that they kind of get it but i'm wondering like companies that are like wait what you want what <laughs> how that conversation really goes well it's true and, and and then there is you know from a commercial aspect there's a safety net you have still have to put it there for them you know to say like because yeah. film's film, you know, it's stuff happens, you know, where, you know, in, in digital, you know, things, things can happen as well, but it's a, it's a lot more foolproof. Uh, but again, uh, I think it just comes from the creative side, being able to um, give, I don't know, I, I guess just take the risk. Um, but because I, I feel, I still feel like the reward is there. I'm working on a project right now. Um, it's in the beginning project uh, with Beverly Hills hotel. And I'm again, a storied place that's been around since you know the 30s and mm-hmm. my feeling was just to be able to document uh from a fine art standpoint play, uh, parts of that hotel on film and uh to where y- you can go was this shot in the 50s was this shot yeah you know, oh, i love that love it and, and it's that kind of feel and and they, they loved it too and, and that's it's so cool to be like um yes i could digitally manipulate this but right. guess what? There's not a story there. And that's where even the social media side can come in handy because you you can take your your followers, your community behind the scenes and say, I'm shooting on my RZ67 today. You know, I'm shooting Portrait 400. We got it all stacked. And this is this is what I'm waiting for. This is the light I'm waiting for. Uh, and all of a sudden, the whole process becomes part of the, the content as well. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Before we got started, Chris was mentioning, she said you were doing, have been working on a personal project for the last five years or so, and you're about to start showing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I live down here in Manhattan Beach in in the, in the South Bay. And uh, we've gone through kind of a, um, I don't know if you use the G word, the gentrification of, of kind of some of these old, really cool uh, places and just kind of the community. And and it's, it's changing. Um, so we're losing some of those kind of old dive bars are going away. And, and some of that surf community is, is changing. But about five years ago, I started, um, just again, as I was, as I was entering back into shooting more film, shooting through the lens of, Hey, you know, what kind of timeless image can I take that again, can you not tell what era it was, you know, maybe you can tell from the surfboard, but you know, the, the landscape has looked the same. The, the under the pier has looked the same. This this cottage, beach cottage has looked the same. So I've started to, to shoot those and with that in mind. And so I'm, I'm going to start showing it in uh, May at a, um, there's a small gallery slash a wine tasting room, which always makes images look better. Uh, yes. It's called <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Barsha here in Manhattan Beach. And uh, so I'll be, um, I think it goes up on May 12th. 
we'll be starting to show some images there and putting some up for sale that some of the proceeds are going to go to uh, heal the bay which is a near and dear to my heart here in the south bay as our uh, as our ocean is becoming more and more um, uh, gross daily. So, um, oh. you know, so I definitely want to have a, a give back feel to that. And there's also, for me, um, kind of that connection uh, again to, to the land and that, that film again gives me to um, kind of taking those images. They're very personal images and a landscape, you know, I do shoot uh, quite a bit of landscapes and landscapes to me can be very personal with how uh, you know the, everything surrounding it and i think that that's so often these days you see some of these landscapes that are manipulated to to uh, show a pink sunset or this and that and the other thing but to, uh you know but to do a long exposure on ektar 100 you know at dusk and to get those purples and orange you know all those real hues that that yeah you know i could do that after the fact but yeah actually yeah. get the real one and be like this was it at you know 15th of a second whatever like to know that you were they're connected to that. People are really starting to, uh, I think, be into that. And collectors-wise, I'm, I'm seeing a resurgence in people wanting to purchase fine art prints that, that are filmed, which is really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, I feel like that's almost because it like, feels more real if it's like, especially if it's like a darkroom print or, or like a real print, you know, to know that it came from a negative that was then developed and then printed versus just like, oh, it was a digital shot that like we manipulated to death in Photoshop and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, and, for me, I mean, I think that, that's the best abs- part of it. Absolutely. And, and again, I think that's where the storytelling process comes in. I think for us as photographers to be able to to uh, relay that, like, like you're saying, to, to relay the process so people understand it. Because there's people that, you know, maybe they oh yeah i used to shoot film back that did whatever but they but they never were married to the process and they did never got excited about mm. you know developing your film you know like like we may get so yeah um i think it's it is interesting kind of a layer to the storytelling aspect and what kind of yeah. what, what size of prints are you going to sell are they, are they big or so yeah i'm, I'm starting actually with these oh, we're going to go a little bit smaller because i'm going to do eight of them um and then i think i'm going to be doing because these are uh some of the larger prints are the six by seven so on on the rz so i can obviously go <laughs> go go pretty large with yeah. those so monster yeah. yeah but but again you need to have a i guess a market for it so you need to have someone's wall space to be the size yeah. that yeah. yeah that you envision it so um, i'm going a little bit uh smaller kind of museum style um for for these and then i'm just going to kind of see how that that plays out but i've had a lot of interest as i've kind of just put it out online that i'm doing this um so i'm going to look for kind of a larger space to maybe to do the, the full collection but i'm just starting oh, with, man, the images, nice. with the eight images there and then again i i have about 60 that i've selected that that i love and then, um, as you guys know, the editing process, kind of pairing that. Yeah, down I was going to say, after more. we've talked about do it like narrowing photos down for like little publications like zines and stuff. Right. Five years of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty good amount. And, you know, and again, the, the kind of the fun part for me is, especially over these last five years, I've been doing a lot of travel photography. I come home with a fresh eye for where I live. It's an interesting right. oh, yeah. mindset to have where you. You travel to other people's places and you try to find what's cool, what's interesting about everywhere everyone else lives. And then you come home to your place and you're like, ah, but then all of a sudden I started going, wait a second, like, let me keep that same mindset going here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how that project got started. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that's that's cool. so exciting. Thanks. That's very, very, I'll very cool. I'll definitely have to come so. check it out. I'll come down yes, and, absolutely. and, and, there's, and there's check it out for sure. Good, good wine and, and food there as well. So. So are you are you planning on turning this into a publication? Are you going to do a book or anything like that with you the know, project? It's, or? it's it's headed that way, but um, I, I'm always hesitant to kind of like <laughs> say say yes for sure uh, on that. Um, I, again, it, it started out just as kind of a, a personal project to kind of work on, and then I all of a sudden, and I don't think five years ago, if I said like I'm going to shoot for five years on this kind of stuff and it's going to yeah, kind of create yeah. this, really, I, I wouldn't have been as good because I would have been kind of looking through it. I think in that mindset of maybe what's commercial, what what. Oh, this will, you know, oh, yeah. and it was just a matter of me documenting, uh, just keeping a camera on me, whether I, I shoot on like an M7 and then the RZ67 and kind of always keeping a camera on me and during personal moments, both my kids were always down the beach, those kind of things, as well as just out and about. And just to say, oh, that's an interesting single moment. I'm going to wait for something or catching it as it is. I, one, one image, I was um, down in Manhattan Beach and it was uh, the right at the pier and it just rained and there was a puddle there at the beginning of the pier. And there was a, um, 
a woman and her husband and they were just married and she had her full wedding gown on. They were coming down there for, oh, wow. for photos oh. and she had, and it had rained, but now all of a sudden the rain was gone. So they had just been walking down the pier and I, sh and I shot this photo from the puddle and it's kind of reflects her as she's walking by and it's like, it's perfectly grained and faded and yet beautiful and rich. And it's like all the things that, that we love about, you know, images like that. But again, it's a moment that if I didn't have, if I would have grabbed it on my iPhone or something else, it wouldn't have been as special to me as that single click and going like, I hope it turned out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, out of, yeah. I'm out of light. I hope it turned out. Uh, and, and it turned out really cool. So it's, it's one of the images that, that I'll, I'll have in the show, but it's, um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really neat. It's those kind of moments of, you know, I think those are the kinds of things once I start seeing some of those, um, that I was going like, okay, I have something here that, that I enjoy. Um, and as I started sharing it with some friends and, and people in the area, people started really being into it as well. Man, cool. I just feel like I, I've been doing an ongoing project of the downtown here. I, I live in a little tourist town called Franklin. And I just feel like if I do a like a book or something like that or like a show, like it kind of finalizes mm -hmm. the work. And I, I'm not ready to kind of close the door on that. So I was just wondering if it's like if this is an ongoing project with you, like are you going to keep this going is yeah. for a while or is it kind of done like once you start showing the project are you right. going to kind of like take a step back from that or is it you know no i, I think it's I, I i think it may not have the same um and, and it's already kind of felt a little different as i've announced and as i've started to kind of go through and mm, some of these mm -hmm. like it has a different feel when i'm going out shooting so you're absolutely right like there is a little bit of like yeah uh you know like or if I, people see me out they're also in this we have a, live in a smaller beach area it's like with my film camera, they're like, oh, you, you know, you're working on your product. You know, it's like, it's a different yeah. feel. Like, than, that's to, like with to you, being, Timothy. I know it is. It is. <laughs> to, to be in that fly on the wall of catching that, that yep. moment, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is for the uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing about the guy. Yeah. I know. Whatever. Yep. That's yep. so um, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's an interesting thing about the, the projects for sure. Everybody downtown here, they're just because of the, the whole Oh, I can't think of his name. The guy who made Humans of New York popular. Oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just like, they're just like, you should do a, a Humans of Franklin or a human. And I'm like, come on, guys. Uh, let's do something yeah. a little more original than that. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just funny how those projects go like that. Uh, I love that. I, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely a cool, a, a cool thing as far as, you know, personal projects are concerned for, for all of us to, it keeps you motivated um, away from the client work and, um, you know, and then ultimately something that you're proud of at the end of the day is, is all we can ask for. And, and I think film, you know, resonates for us in that way because it is something special yeah. to, 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 as, as long as it takes to, to make happen in, in the way that we all want it to. So true. I think there's such a cool aspect of personal projects too, that it keeps us learning. Like there's a learning, you know, you're, you're not scared to to open the back of your camera and get a light leak or to soup your film or, you know, something crazy. You can try that stuff out and see how it goes. And then people can, maybe they want to hire you for something that you're doing crazy like that, mm -hmm. that they see in your personal work. Like, you know, it, I always promote and strive for personal work. I think that is like the biggest, that, I mean, that's, that's all I do. You know, I really don't do paid work. I'll do paid work if, uh, a couple that I know need some engagement photos or something like that. Like I tried to go down that road and I found myself very unhappy doing paid work. So I, I don't know. I just love hearing someone that you, you know, you're a, definitely a commercial photographer and to hear that you still get joy and, and your passion on working on, you know, personal projects and stuff. It's a, it's cool. It's cool to see that. And makes it like less of a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not only our job if it makes us happy, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of the, the, the dream, I think we're all kind of trying to find that that middle point there. And I think that's where, for me, as, again, that love-hate relationship with social media was the fact that as I started po posting more kind of personal work on on there and less in the way of just basic sunsets, I actually started getting more commercial work from you know mm. people that I didn't know, art, art directors um, or creatives that that were going, hey, you know what you did, you know, with that, with that, with that trip, with that, can you do that for us? You know, and then I was like, oh, wait, you know, that that's the one that didn't do good on Instagram. You know, that's the one that, yeah, yeah. That's the one that, that nobody nobody really commented on. And all of a sudden, you know, that's you get, the one that's getting me work. One. Yeah, it's like interesting, huh? It's, it, that's interesting how that works. Uh, 
But, you know, again, I think that's the double-edged sword of social media when you're looking at it from a commercial standpoint um, of extending yourself or changing um, maybe perceptions of, of your work is being able to have the confidence to just go, go ahead um, with it. I just recently found out that you can um, archive your Instagram post. <laughs> so I was telling Timothy before we started, I was like up till like way too late last night just being like, why did I post my pictures of food five years ago? <laughs> so it's like going through and just like, you know, trying to make it like more of a brand on my Instagram, yeah. I guess. And, yeah. and it's like as photographers, I always feel like, man, I wish my Instagram was cooler. Like, you know, it's like, but now I, I have sort of a way to kind of like clean it up a little bit. So that's kind of yeah. cool to Instagram. Well, I, I always, yeah, it's, it's true. No, and, and just even kind of where I, I, I was definitely lucky on on the upswing on on as far as the following is concerned on Instagram, where I was in the right place at the right time. Um, as it grew, I understood it. And those same photographers that I spoke about earlier that were telling me I had a great eye, they were laughing at me when I was on Instagram. They're like, oh, what filter are you going to put on this, Pete? You know, ha, ha, <laughs> and then And then I cut to a couple uh, years later, they were going like, hey, my agent said I need more followers on Instagram. How, yeah. how do, you do, you, do you hashtag stuff or what, what, do, what do you do to do that? And it was just, uh, it, was a, it was a funny kind of full circle thing there because it's, you know, it's, it's part of, from a commercial standpoint, it's definitely part of the business PR wise as oh, well. Oh, for as, sure. Um, for for life, any creative, I feel like yep. it, it totally is because, you know, yep. people post their artwork on there. If you're like painters and, you know, everything, it, it really no. is a great, it's almost like a pocket portfolio if you, if you, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and then sp- speaking about like artists and, and painters and, and sketch artists, I mean, so I've, I've held a couple of these photo walks with uh, the Getty Museum here uh, where they've they've had on their closed day they've had us up there photographers and um we've opened it up to artists as well as some uh dancers and those types of things and be able to bring uh, kind of artists of all of all side there because you know you're right instagram isn't just photographers um mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's been a really cool way to kind of uh, extend my eye and 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 my following you know people that i follow to be like oh wow this artist is amazing i never would have found you had mm-hmm. i not been kind of like scrolling through a hashtag and and there you are um and then uh, obviously on the film side again going back to the hashtags that i you know follow and use uh, believe in film and film's not dead and those kind of things that to be able to you find people that are you know shoot the same style as you the same stock Mm -hmm. as you or 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 you strive to like how did they get it to look like this you know and that used to be us having to go to galleries or buying, you know, $300 photo books, you know, yeah. and, and looking, yeah. looking at it over and over and over again. But now we're getting, um, I think, extending us and, and getting uh, such a really uh, great breadth of, of um, f- from all over the world, which is the, the best part. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that we carry like pocket galleries in our, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. in it's our true. pockets, man. Yeah. Oh, that's why I never thought of it that way before. That's crazy. Oh, I was just going to say, um, like, like I said before, my mind is all like, like almost erase my entire Instagram and start over now that I know I don't have to delete. I could just kind of move it over to the side. But uh, I was like, I'm like, this might be like picking a scab, though. <laughs> I don't want to like make it worse. Anyway, but, but it's but it's not gone, gone, which is the, which right, exactly. is, like you said, the, the, the archive part, is, is I was a explaining good it to my that. friend today earlier and she was like, wait, you mean like delete? I'm like, no, it saves it like it goes under your, your archive. So it's like always there. So if you want to like have the memories for yourself, you can always yeah. just look over there. <laughs> but you don't have to show it to everybody. And she was like, I don't use really. Inst- I don't know what you're saying. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, no, it's good <laughs> for me. Just just trust me. Yeah. It's good for me. Yeah, yeah, Enjoy exactly. Yeah. Man, see, that's why I like Instagram stories now, too, because they you know, if you want to show food pictures, you can. And it's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, if you want to show what you're doing, I try to use Instagram stories as since I do YouTube and stuff like that, I I try to keep it as a more of a vloggy kind of thing. You know, my my data life, like what I'm shooting, what what camera I'm shooting, where I'm shooting, kind of a behind the scenes. And I still try to keep my, you know, my feed, my whatever the heck it's called on Instagram to be more of a portfolio or a body of my work. Uh So it's not so, but I feel like you do need to still keep a, you need to keep kind of like a personal side of yourself on your body of work as well. Cause people want to be, you know, involved. They want to feel like they know who you are. And if it's just, you know, strangers pictures, or if you're like a street photography, if it's all just hardcore stuff like that, I feel like you lose a little bit of yourself and maybe a little, I see, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really know how to play the Instagram game. Well, I, I, I think, I think you spoke directly to it in the fact that Instagram for me has always been a way that I've been able to connect with others, uh, on a visual level. Like what we, we, yeah. We, we may not speak the same language, but I agree with how you see the world uh, through 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 mm. your lens. 
you know, if it's your food or, you know, or landscape or portraits, whatever it is, like how you're viewing things is how I view things or how I, I get it, whatever it is. But you're right in that it needs to be personal because you can easily be replaced. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Someone's like, yeah, ah, the yeah. same photo over and over again. Like, I, I, I don't need that anymore <laughs> yeah. in my life. Or, um, or it, it's not personal enough. It's just a landscape with no caption. You know, like, I, I don't know right. who you are. I don't know anything about this. I can find another person or Google an image that looks like this. Um, but Instagram yeah. is still, and again, what has created for me is this opportunity to meet people around the world to meet people like Chris, to meet people like Steve, Kodak, the rest of it, is to be able to have an, an opportunity to connect on an analog level, you know, um, with with other photographers. Um, and and for that, I'll always be grateful because it's really kind of opened up a whole new a whole new uh, world and relationship for me. Yeah, for sure. I kind of always, you know, because I love analog stuff so much, like especially photography that I always make the joke like I was born in the wrong era <laughs> you know but then I'm like but I but I would but I would like miss Instagram if I didn't have, yeah you know? <laughs> well it, it is yeah exactly no there's definitely the creature comforts of everything we have the the modern modern life but um, there's that hybrid kind of life I think a lot of us live and and you know even me especially with where I don't need to shoot film but I love to shoot you know it's, there's just mm-hmm. that connection yeah. there that um, you know back Back in the day, professional photographers, they had to. That was how they were going to make their living. Yeah. Even like when when you were saying, sorry, when you were saying that, you know, you were on the um, production side uh, in the beginning of your career, like in Hollywood on, on short film sets, I do um, set photography, like unit still yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like back in the day, people had to bring like, I don't know, had like 40 rows of film to, to set and just, you know, in between, like, like open in the back of the camera and just like, it's insane. Just, and, I mean, and, it's and, and missing, like missing moments weddings too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like shooting weddings, all on film. I mean, people do that now. We've we've talked to like our guests, like like Wendy Laurel. She shoots like all of her stuff, all of her weddings are like are all on film. That that's, I mean, so I, I've been a teacher uh, instructor up at uh, at Photo Field Trip the last few years, and I've met a lot of wedding photographers. That was kind of my first interest oh, in like cool, wedding cool. photography. That that whole world, which I just envy and think they're amazing, and I could never do it. <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's just not. Not I, I I give me a million dollar budget and a couple cars and set. <laughs> like I but give me a bride and to like miss her first kiss and I, the the father of the bride dance and I, oh, I freeze up I I although invite me to your wedding you're gonna get great photos but just don't pay me for it and don't expect them and, and then right then get exactly uh, but uh, that being said <laughs> I, it, it's been cool and that was kind of was it I think three or four years ago I, I went for the first time and that was when I started uh, getting introduced to. Uh, a, a whole range of wedding photographers who are still shooting um, film. And, you know, and I think that there was a, again, that same connection that I'm talking about with your image that they're able to have with their clients. And it, uh, it, it resonates because yes, they're pre- paying a premium. Yes. You know, they may mm-hmm. not have gotten every photo of every guest, you know, but the photos that they did get um, made a difference were, were impactful and, and, and meaningful. When I was uh, like second shooting weddings and I took on a wedding as as myself, no assistant or anything, the amount of photos I took digitally was insane. And just like just sorting through those and and having to pick and, you know, there's like 15 of the same shot because like you said, the camera does seven frames a second. So we're getting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just millions of photos and and just I, I couldn't imagine going back now and knowing what I know and shooting film and and just the value of the shots that I would have gotten and and cared so much more about and you know who needs 600 photos I remember seeing contracts I was talking to a couple that I work with they were they're like hey our photographer said they would give us 500 photos for this amount of time and I'm like five I was like you have no idea how many photos is 500 photos like that's that's more than you would ever need of no. that event you're just going to keep looking and it's like why do why is there 17 pictures of us doing the exact same thing I, at that point i keep saying you know it's like it's like shooting video even uh, nick sony's got a new like 24 frames a second cam- uh, uh, still yeah. camera or whatever mm-hmm. it's like at that point you're you're starting to shoot video and you're just right. pulling yep. stills you know which is fine it's technically great but uh i i think you're really uh missing what um what the still camera is about and i again what what helped me was kind of the resurgence of of using film in, in my work or in my personal work as well and just being able to slow it down 
frame by frame. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really special thing to kind of carry that around with you as well. The history of it. I I'm, I'm a big Leica guy and just to be mm. able to kind of have that, the history of 35 millimeter there as well as, um, you know, all the greats that came before. So that's awesome. Should we ask the, the dreadful question, Timothy? Yeah. Yeah, we should. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So Pete, <laughs> yes. if you had to pick one camera to shoot with forever, what would it be and why? Uh, it would be the your desert M- your desert camera. <laughs> I, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it would be the Leica M three. Uh, oh, I, not I, the seven. Oh. I probably should have not not the seven. I, I own the seven, but the reason that it wouldn't be that is because there's a battery involved in the M seven. Oh right, mm. and, right, And if right, it was right, my right. one camera forever, I was on a desert island <laughs> with a bunch of rolls of film, and I ran out of battery. It's uh, you know. Um, that's it's not a good thing. So uh, I would be the M3, um, and I, I probably would want to have a lens too. Can I have a lens, or is it just the way mm-hmm. we just take a body? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a 50 guy, so I do the 50 millimeter Sumalux. Ooh, yeah. Um, the, um, and I think that would be that would be where I'd be at, and I would uh, probably go Kodak Portrait 400. And it's, it's a good old fashioned. It would catch everything uh, from from morning. It's to California night. guy, uh, Tim. California guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> West Coast light. That West Coast light. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well I, I, yeah. I haven't I haven't heard what your guys is is, is that something you've done a couple times as people yeah okay I'll, I'll go back I'll t- and re-listen no no I, I'll, I'll talk about it <laughs> okay. I don't care right. yeah we, see, we, always time to talk about it <laughs> we, we, we've tried like because it changes you know especially like you know what's your favorite point and shoot or what's your favorite medium format or what's your favorite blah 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 um, my one and only camera everybody already knows it's the Yashica T4 my little point and shoot which I had at the uh, at I was going to say did you bring, bring it out on Sunday mm-hmm. All right. I shot some some Ektar 100 in there so Beautiful. that sunset I cannot wait I tell you that I, I mean, Ektar 100 sunsets are when it's a west coast thing um, obviously because east coast you know, love your sunrises guys but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boring. Uh, yeah, yeah boring uh, so, yeah boring that's, that, that's one that's definitely near and dear to me uh, that 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 um, that Ektar 100 is a thing. And I'm, I'm actually shooting a little um, Ektar 100 midday, which is one of my favorite things on the beach. So I'm, whenever we've had some really bright days, I've been out there and shooting um, a, a little side project. It's similar to the other one, but I'm not going to talk about it because all of a sudden it becomes a thing and then it becomes a, yep, I got to yep, do a no show. And then, and then, I, then <laughs> I have to stop. Then I have to stop doing it because like we said earlier, now I feel bad about the other one. Okay, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Ektar 100, sorry that got me Man, that's funny. I just ordered a five pack of Vector 100. That's probably the color film that I've shot the least. I really need to get. Mm-hmm. I need to shoot more of it, especially well, yeah, now that it's summertime and, say, there's, and there's some color. You get that lo- a lot yeah. more light. Timothy, what's, what's yours? Uh, I mean, I'm still going to stick with. Uh, I, I just I don't know what it is about the Canon. It's a Canon FTB. It's just an old clunky 70s. You know, it's it's not an AE one. AE ones are too like light and weird. But the Canon uh, FTB, it's just I know it. I don't have to think about it when I take it out and shoot. Um, I would like it to be. <clears throat> excuse me. I would like it to be. I have a Bessa rangefinder that I've been shooting. It's a R two, and I would love to have it be that camera. But I'm just not there with it yet. So, just a just a regular old school SLR. You know, it, it's it's all about. And again, film. I think is is that for all of us it's all about the connection with with the camera yeah. that you're shooting with and and i think that's something that um you lose so often in digital um you know it's something that i think translated a little bit for me with changing the rangefinder and, and shooting uh, on leicas but mm. um but it, it is absolutely that connection you have with your camera and you know I, I, that's why it's so much fun to hear why people shoot what they shoot and, and mm-hmm. film wise it's not about well, it's seven frames a second, and it's uh, you know yeah. 40, 46, 46 <laughs> megapixel. <laughs> yeah, yep, we've talked yep. about three, that three SD cards. You know, <laughs> like you're gonna get the next one when it comes out in a year. It's like yeah, no, yeah. I can't. I no, got, it's out in six months. <laughs> like the, I've upgraded my Canon body so much, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm just going to stick with this for a while because it's working and yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, for me, I, I, as a hybrid shooter, you know, we obviously all, I mean, mm-hmm. as far as from, from a, uh, from a commercial standpoint, I, you have to shoot, um, digital as well. Um, so I, n- nothing against the digital world. I, it, it's, right. it's, it's putting food on the table. It's great, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there's definitely, again, when, when, when you're on, um, when you're talking about this type of thing, I, I think it, there's a spiritual kind of real connection that you have with film and, and with, 
with analog that um, it, it's hard to describe it to people that don't that don't don't get it. It's it's like it's they, so they, look at, they look at you, they look at you funny <laughs> and you all right, you don't get it. It's fine. Like I was just I was walking out today with one of my um, I'm a one step Polaroid I was I was testing out and this guy came out of his like apartment right behind me with his little his little baby in a like infinite in a carrier and he was like whoa is that a Polaroid you don't see those every day and I was like yeah yeah. <laughs> that, that's it no it, that's i mean and, and that is that is the fun that even especially like the the rz always stops people they're oh, oh what yeah. is that oh is it, mm-hmm. are you shooting movies uh, you know it's like or or, yeah. somebody, or some or somebody that knows is like oh well, i haven't seen one of those in years you know and then all of a sudden you have a whole new conversation which is really cool and i'll always yeah. stop to have that conversation because you know having people involved in in um film again is is something that's really really neat and we even had on Sunday, we had a guy that was there. He was actually involved in developing Ektar um, back in the, I think he was in the 70s. Um, he, he was. No kidding. Yeah. And he, he came oh, out. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, which was, I mean, it was like, so to talk to him about it, he actually developed it, you know, in, in, in the mm. first place, which is really, really, really cool to, um, and they're kind of looking at us crazy. They're like, you know, you young kids, like, are, are interested in this? Yeah. You know, why? <laughs> Yeah, there wow. was a, a commercial photographer that I used to assist for back in Connecticut before I moved out to LA. And I was like, just when I, right before I moved about five years ago, it was right when I was starting to get back into film. And so I would talk to him about it. And he was like, but why would you want to shoot film? And I was like, well, I mean, because it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's, you know, it slows you down. And like the, it, the quality is like way better than digital. And he was like, yeah, but like it costs so much money. And I mean, for him, like, his commercial jobs, you, you, that's a huge expense he doesn't have to pay for anymore. So, like, I get it, but I'm like, you just got to go shoot some, for, like, just take one roll out and just go do it. And then you'll just remember what it's like, you know? I feel like you're too far away from it now. Exactly. It needs to get reintroduced. No, exactly. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we take a question from you guys. And today's question comes from Roy J. Ragbeer. He asks, how do you get motivated to shoot? Pete, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I mean, motivation for me comes, comes from a couple different areas, depending on what I'm shooting, obviously commercial stuff. You're, um, you're, you're, you're motivated by doing well for a client. You're motivated by, Mm -hmm. you know, creatively wanting to, uh, kind of feel a little fulfilled while, while performing. Um, and and personal projects I think is where it probably speaks more to. And, uh, the motivation for me comes really, uh, I guess weaving in a whole community aspect to this, but really comes from, from, uh, um, the motivation of seeing others work um, and then kind of yeah. uh, w- wanting to develop that skill within my own work. And and I think one of the things I talk about with uh, classes or workshops that I've run is, is kind of how to develop your own eye. And I always talk about finding those people that, that you, uh, that you love, that you love their work, meshing those all together. And the more you try to emulate their work, the more you're going to start to find your own uh, voice through it. So I think motivation for me comes from really uh, digging into other people's work, not just one or two images, but actually going in deep. And like you were talking about, well, rather than archiving your feed or rather than, <laughs> than their archived feed, getting there deep into it, to see their progression to be like, oh, wow, you know, that, that's that's where they came from. That's what they did. And it kind of motivates me again to, to start on my own path because the more you start to, um, I think, emulate others, the more you're going to find your own voice through that. Man, good answer. <laughs> Very true. I would have to say, I, I come from like a skateboarding background. You know, I before like me and the guys would go out and skate, we'd pop in a skate video and get pumped up and get fired up for the, you know, the session. And I kind of play on that now. You know, I'll hit like YouTube or I'll go on, you know, we have so many so many areas to pull things from now we got the amazon prime netflix youtube Mm -hmm. anywhere on the internet you can find something about something you love and you know if i'm going out if i'm grabbing the four by five camera i'm going out to shoot some large format you know i'll put on what remains the sally mann documentary of her family and i'll get all jazzed about Mm -hmm. that or you know if i'm cruising around town with my rangefinder, I'll watch like everybody's street or, you know, an Elliot Erwitt piece or something crazy to get kind of in that mindset. It's kind of, or just like put on some good music or this, you know, like now that we're, we're recording this podcast, like I want to go out and shoot right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like watching the sun go down. I'm like, man, <laughs> hopefully this is, that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny, you know, I, it's, I just kind of do that or, 
you know, just looking at people's Instagrams or, you know, just like what, um, what Pete was saying, you know, just looking at everybody else's work and it, and it just makes you want to strive to do, you know, cool stuff. And yeah, that's, that's what gets me going pretty much. What about you, Chris? What do you, what do you do? I mean, it, for sure, like the same thing, like looking at other people's work. I, I just put up on our Facebook group because um, I've been like really into photo books lately and just like looking, I want to like absorb everybody's work. Um, and it's, it's like inspiration comes from like the craziest thing. You'll see one, mm. some like one, one photograph from somebody that's unexpected and you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta like switch my whole way of thinking around to like, <laughs> you know, I want to try this. I want to try that. I want to like do a zine. Like, I don't know. I feel like inspiration comes at me. And, and like it'll just hit me in, in like one like fell swoop and it just comes from the, the craziest places. Even even like like you've talked about this before, Timothy, like going out and shooting when you're not motivated. Yeah. My my mother to this day, if I call her, I'm like, having such a bad day. She'll still she'll still say, like, why don't you go out and take some pictures? That always makes you feel better. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to go do that because <laughs> it's true. It does. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. I just, you know, keep wherever it comes from. Keep it and go with it. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll add. I'll add one more thing onto that. It definitely came within my my travel. My kind of my you know sometimes you sleep two hours a night because you're charging everything the night before and you're backing this mm-hmm. up and then right. you have to go out and shoot the next day. Um, w- one big thing that started to become a, a constant for me was music. And as far as wh- while I was shooting, you know whether it was something I was on set, but for more often for for music, it was uh, while I was doing street shooting or. or um, out and about kind of capturing um, environments and finding music that was specific to the environment that I was shooting. Um, yeah. Whether it was Cole Porter, you know, walking around Paris or, you know, Frank Sinatra walking around New York or whatever, yeah. you know, like finding something that's specific to to the area, the environment that you're shooting. Um, and these days with AirPods, it's great. You know, you can just, or, um, you know, any kind of earphones, but it, being able to kind of just lose yourself in that. And yet I've always found also to kind of leave one out uh, because you still want to be part of the environment, so there's yeah. it's almost a soundtrack that you're you're building for your shoot, you know, while it's there, and and, and uh, so that's some of the motivation wise, like during the shoot or during while I'm shooting, uh, music's definitely played a, played a big part in that for me. It's true. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I I always ramp up some tunes that are you know, semi related to what I'm doing. It definitely puts you, it's kind of like an actor getting ready for a role. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, you do a little, a little bit of, you know, it's it's, Spotify is great for that these days because you type in like, what am I doing? There's someone's got a playlist for (laughs) it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They really do. It also helps with like, like nervous clients who are like, I hate getting my picture taken. I'm like, well, what do you like? Let's put on, (laughs) exactly. let's let's crank it up and dance it out for the first five minutes because that'll dial it up. Exactly. Loosen it up for sure. (laughs) Man, good question. Cool. Good question. Yeah, great question. Thanks for sending that in, um, Rojay. We really appreciate that. Cool. Well, this has been really awesome. Thank you so much, Pete, for joining us. We've had a blast chatting with you today. You bet. I, I love I love the way that it all kind of came about because of the good old fashioned uh, Kodak meetup, and then we, we yeah. met. And you guys are uh, <laughs> off and running on that. So, no, th- thanks for having me. And, and again, it just continues to reinstill my love of of this community, um, photographers, and then even more so of of the film community. And, and I think there's such, it's such a supportive community. And I think that's it what really is continuing Agreed. to see, um, you know, and that's something again, going back to it earlier was just that Twitter, um, you know, where I kind of started to regain the love there because people were supportive of the work that I was putting up there. And all of a sudden this kind of band of, of photographers, I started going like, Oh, you know, I haven't shot with, with that in a while. I haven't shot with that for a while and growing it from there. That's awesome. Where can everybody check you out? Uh, pchpro.com is my website. Um, and then Pete Halverson on, on, on the social medias all across the board. Uh, and it's P E T E H A L V O R S E N. Um, other than that, yeah, feel free to check me out and yell at me. Tell me I'm shooting something underexposed, overexposed, uh, <laughs> out of focus, whatever. Uh, but yeah. I, and again, community wise, something I love and I'll continue to do these photo walks. Um, you know, yes. I've done it with a number of different brands, but also just on my own where I'm like, hey, I want, I'm going to catch sunset tonight. Who wants to shoot with me? And, you know, 10 people show up and it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, if, if you ever like do one like it's kind of in advance, let us know. We'll, we'll definitely push it out for you, too. 
Fantastic. Yeah, everybody the, know. The, the more the merrier. And, and you, you're, you're a believer. You, you've been there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you see, it works. It works. Awesome. Awesome. Where can everybody find you, Timothy? All right, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. And I also put out YouTube videos. It seems like it's been a while since I put one out, but <laughs> I'm still there. And uh, you can find me on YouTube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler. And I also do a solo podcast called We Believe in Film. And that's also on my YouTube. That's on my SoundCloud. Is that what they call it? SoundCloud? Does that sound right? Yes. yes. It's on SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. What about you, Chris? Um, I'm Chris B. Photo on most of the social Twitter, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. I have a film photography Instagram. It's Chris B. Shoots Film. The podcast is uh, Analog Talk Podcast on, or Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook group you can join and a page you can like. Check us out on those. And yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, Pete, thank you again so much. This has been phenomenal. You bet. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. All right, I want to thank Pete Halverson for being a part of the show. It's great getting to meet you and talk to you about, you know, your commercial aspect of film photography, along with just personal projects and all that fun stuff. So next time there is a meetup in California, hopefully I can get my butt out there to hang with you guys. That'd be a lot of fun. But uh, I want to remind you guys about our Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. We have a bunch of perks over there. You know, even donating a dollar helps us tremendously. You know, we're trying to make this thing a full-time reality, you know, have more time to, you know, Add more shows to this thing do maybe do a sideshow during the week or more videos or something you know we're, we're really trying to turn this thing into a a full-time gig we have a bunch of perks over there for the people who donate you know I think we have stickers we have pins if you hit a certain tier Chris and I will send you a print uh, we're gonna be doing live streams which only patreon uh, Patreons will be invited to participate in and you know we do Patreon spotlights on our Instagram and on our show so head on over there check it out we're gonna have a bunch of stuff added here shortly we're working on it right now trying to juice everything up a little bit more for you guys but um, until next week thanks for listening and thanks for contributing thanks to all the guests and we'll see you soon take care guys <laughs>